Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Often when we work with clients, we often hear uh, organizations and their leaders make, and I'm going to put a little bit of a label on something, they'll make very rhetorical, generic Uh, labeled type of depictions of what needs to improve. So in the last probably two weeks, I actually started to count knowing I was going to do this uh, podcast episode on self-awareness and self-regulation. And one of the funny things was in every one of my client interactions, somebody would say, well, it really is uh, communication. It all comes down to communication. And when we think of communication, think about Two people having a conversation where there's not 100% agreement. Do people listen to each other calmly or do people typically listen emotionally? And that really goes to the tenets of not only our self-awareness, but also our self-regulation. So when you think of self-awareness, self-awareness is the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection, as well as how one's behaviors can affect others. Self-regulation is the ability to control or redirect disruptive impulses and moods and the propensity to suspend judgment and think before acting. Now think about those two things for a second. Think about somebody who's really impulsive and interruptive and disruptive in meetings. I bet you thought of somebody. Number two, think of self-awareness. Think about somebody who's got those blind spots. I can save you the suspension or the suspense. We all have them. And when I think about the work of Tasha Yurik, who wrote a book called Insight, think of this startling statistic. In her survey, 95% of the people said, I'm highly self-aware. When she really assessed and tested them, she found out only 10 to 15% were. That means 80 to 85%, 8 to 8.5 people out of every 10 people lack self-awareness. We all lack self-awareness to some degree. So then when you think about how we interact with each other, think about some typical scenarios. When somebody gets feedback that they don't agree with, do they immediately gravitate to, well, thanks for the perception, I'll work on that. Or do they get negative and defensive and they start to shake their head and they come up with reasons why the person is wrong? Let me give you a second scenario. I just had this uh, last week at a client site, and this happens a lot where somebody has passed over for a promotion. And all of a sudden it became personal. I can't believe they didn't hire me. I got screwed was the comment that I heard from this person. And I said, how did you show happiness for the person who did get it? Well, I don't think they were deserving. I said, have you ever been a leader? Well, no, but this is BS. I said, why is it BS? Well, I worked hard for that job. I said, I'm sure you did. Don't you think there's value in the hard work you put in? No, it just went for nothing. I said, it all went for nothing? Well, most of it. I said, wasn't there a value in improving and potentially positioning yourself for the next opportunity? Well, yeah. And what if I told you that 
It would show great character to be happy for the person who did get the promotion. And oh, by the way, they had nothing to do with you getting screwed. Person goes, yeah, you're, you're right. I should probably go congratulate them. And see, what happens is we lose ourselves in these moments. And when you think about that, we tend to listen emotionally. We tend to react emotionally. When there's disagreement, we don't go to a place of calmness. Case in point, have a Democrat and a Republican go out for lunch and get into a spirited conversation about policies. By the time the salad comes, there will be raised voices probably. So what we have to do is think about everything we do from leadership, training, mentoring, coaching. It all starts with self-awareness and self-regulation. See, I score very low in empathy. So I know when an employee or somebody that I work with is struggling, I have to remind myself of that to acknowledge how they're feeling. And I don't do it great. I struggle with it. And I don't say that to give myself permission to continue to struggle with it. I say it because I need to work on it. Self-awareness, self-regulation. I have ADD. I can be very quick. I can come up with ideas. I'm impulsive. Not because I want to cut somebody off. And that's where we have to understand the battle of intention. I don't mean to be rude or to cut somebody off. When I have an idea pop in my head and it comes flying out of my mouth. But the perception is, as I cut them off, I invalidated what they were going to say. I dismissed their idea because I gave the perception my idea was better. We all struggle with this. So ask yourself, where do you have blind spots? And what's the value? And what's the value of you clearing up those blind spots for people around you? If you struggle with self-regulation, what's the value of people's perception of you when you sit back and absorb and just listen? Think about that for a second. One of the things I have one of our clients doing, he is a phenomenal person, incredible, incredible um, degree of integrity and trust. And he would just blurt things out and he would kind of run over people and want to be overly helpful. And people really struggled to work with him. Here's the funny thing. I said, I want you to go to your next four meetings and not participate. I want you to just sit and take notes and then circle back with people. After about the second meeting, he comes back. He goes, that is the hardest thing I've ever done. I said, why? He said, well, I'm just really great in the moment. You know, it just, I feel like I need to say something. I said, you feel the need to or you have to? Well, I don't have to. I said, well, what's the value of just sitting back and absorbing and taking notes? He said, well, I, I did learn a lot more about where people were coming from. I said, have you ever historically cut people off from uh, that participation where it cut you off from understanding where they're coming from? He said, yeah, I probably have. I said, what happened in the first meeting? He said, I felt like a caged animal. I felt like I was just caged and I wanted to scream. I said, what happened at the second or third? He said, it gets a little better. I said, yeah, it takes practice, right? So think about everything you do, the way you provide feedback, the way you get feedback, the way you lead, the way you are led, the way you receive feedback, everything will come back to self-awareness and self-regulation in terms of your acceptance and your professional and thoughtful ability to be approachable and coachable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. 
Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign seven to 21 day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.